Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Today we've got a great dog poop revenge story. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, when I left my abusive roommate, I did a bunch of stuff. I had to leave my friend and roommate's house after he became an abusive alcoholic. I decided when packing to do a few things around the house. I put the remote to his TV and his daughter's toys he never cleaned up. Yes, he has a daughter. I took the shower curtain out of the only shower in the house. I poured out all the booze in the house. Undid all the work I did on his entertainment center. Disconnected HDMI cables and whatnot. Left all the moving trash. Finally, the most important, I took the key to his gun safe. Most of these he would just have to put in minor work to fix, but instead he got the house foreclosed on, which, by the timeline, means he was also stealing the money I was giving him to pay the mortgage. I was gonna say all fun and games until they have a break-in or something, but Opie kind of added the fact in the very beginning that they're an abusive alcoholic. Considering the circumstances, it's probably for the best they don't have that key. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, neighbors kept blocking me in, so I unleashed cheese, snow, and parking tickets on them. So two years ago in undergrad, I lived in an apartment off campus and rented one of three garage spots in the building. Because of the layout of the driveway, a car parked anywhere in the driveway would prevent access in or out of all three spots. For this reason, no one was allowed to park in the driveway, as was made clear by the signage outside. Of course, other people in my building and the building next door would quite often leave a car or two in the driveway, sometimes just for 10 minutes, sometimes overnight. This became quite frustrating to those of us parking there, especially because we were paying so much for those spots. The main culprits were the guys in the unit above me. The first time I really interacted with them, they laughed about how it was so funny that we would get so annoyed that they blocked us in. Needless to say, this really irritated me and I knew it would continue unless I took action. Yes, I did email the landlord about it first, and no, they did not respond. This drove me to pursue alternate methods of discouraging the driveway trespassers. The first tactic was known as the cheese drop. As the name suggests, whenever I noticed a car parked in my driveway for an extended period of time, I would go out on my balcony next to the driveway and drop a slice of cheese down onto the car. It was provolone, and it was expired. So, even better. After doing this several times, I eventually saw them discover the cheese and they were amused by it. I decided to escalate my antics. The three of us that parked there were responsible for shoveling the driveway when it snowed. The guys above us would always let their friends drive over the snow before we could shovel. When we had a big snowstorm, we noticed they had let one of their friends park in our driveway. We told them he needed to move and his solution was to pull up off the driveway into the neighbor's yard rather than leave. The neighbor's Wi-Fi was literally named, do not park in our yard. They left us his number and I texted him and said he couldn't stay there overnight. He told me that I could move the car myself if we wanted it moved. So when it snowed, we barricaded his car with several feet of snow on all sides. We locked our shovels up, knowing they didn't have their own. I watched from my apartment as they discovered their car fully blocked in. I warned them we put the snow there when we shovel. They must have stood with their hands on their heads for at least 10 seconds 
while one dug it out while the other stood around watching. The message was still ignored, so I took it a step further. I designated my own parking tickets and ticket envelopes and ordered them from one of those stationary websites. Now, every time a car would park in my driveway, I would issue them a ticket. For legal reasons, I couldn't actually find them or impersonate any kind of authoritative entity, but I got great satisfaction knowing they would get that feeling of panic upon seeing an orange envelope on their windshield. They may have even thought the landlord actually put them there. Who knows? Needless to say, a lot fewer people parked in my driveway after that. I mean, honestly, I feel like OP took the long and slow burn route. Shouldn't OP have just, like, straight up gotten them towed after, like, the third time of them doing this? Wouldn't that really have, like, put an end to it? Our next story is, high school friend reached out and I declined. Truly petty, accomplished nothing really, had a best friend in high school, we did everything together, karate classes, gaming, music, etc. I had never had a best friend before, so I was feeling kind of special, you know? Someone is spending time with me over and above everyone else. That's kind of cool, no? Maybe I'm actually worth being liked. Anyway, new guy joined our school. Good looking dude. Tall, blonde, blue eyes. The girls were all over him and the guys wanted to be his friend. Including my best friend. I was dumped as a friend and they rode off into the sunset. Forever. 35 years later, his blue eyed best friend left the country. He's now lonely. Guess who he reached out to? I got Chad GPT to write him a nice rejection letter. Yep petty but it feels so good like i said i accomplished nothing i mean when you get a letter of rejection because you wanted to reach out to somebody and reconnect with them from high school days and you can tell it is just this chat gpt auto generated i'm sorry but it would not be in my best of interests at the current time to reconnect it just serves up an extra dose of okay i see how it is our next story is neighbor used hoa against me Two can play that game. Roughly six years ago, my wife and I decided to move, pre-COVID times when everything was cheap still. Long story short there, we couldn't find any pre-existing houses that we really liked, but did find the neighborhood where we currently live and built a house with a developer. As people do, we drove by every so often to look at the progress they were making on the house. One night we stopped and went out to look at the hole in the ground as they had just gotten ready to pour the concrete for the basement walls. Here comes scumbag Steve, acting like a concerned neighbor because materials have been getting stolen. We explained that we'd be the new neighbors and had a brief conversation where we commented that he and another neighbor are the unofficial neighborhood watch. Missed that red flag at that moment, but we left feeling warm and fuzzy because the neighbors looked after each other. Unbeknownst to us, scumbag Steve is really just an overactive nosy Nelly and really just looking for ways to screw with people. A bit of foreshadowing now, some things that he's done to other neighbors are letting his dog poop and pee wherever she wants without cleaning it up, looking through neighbors' trash cans, asking about a neighbor's doorbell camera, how far can it pick up stuff, etc. I know I'm being a bit nitpicky here, but it tracks for him. We also found out later that he's a drunk and he'll proudly proclaim slash brag about how he beat his DUI that he got after a heated argument with his wife. He's also a scavenger slash scrapper, so who's really stealing those materials, Steve? One day I decided that I want to start being a bit more self-sufficient and picked up some chickens to raise for eggs. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now I'm really not that guy that wants to be annoying to my neighbors, but even then, the area that we live in is surrounded by farms and is farm-themed. I did my due diligence and checked town ordinances and the HOA guidelines that we were given and found no rules or ordinances against having chickens or poultry on your property. Backtracking slightly, when we signed our contract and went to settlement, we only received a one-page flyer that went over some basic items restricted by the HOA. No grilling in the front yard, no permanent basketball hoops in the street, no boats or RVs on a permanent basis, etc. There was no mention of anything about the types of animals you can or cannot have. So, working on the idea that I'm in the clear, I buy some chicks and begin raising them. I decided that since I'd had a kennel at my old house, we rented from my in-laws for a couple of years until we were ready to move, I'd go pick that up and set it up around my coop for the chickens to have some free-roaming space. The kennel had four fence pieces that I could move on my own, but they were heavy, so I backed my truck up to my fence where the kennel was going to go in the backyard and started heaving them over. Scumbag Steve sees me doing this and offers to lend a hand with getting them over the fence, so sure, why not? He asks why I need a dog kennel if I have a fence, to which I inform him it's not for my dogs and it's for the chickens. I should have known that he was going to cause issues from here, because the next thing he asks is, your HOA allows chickens? It was phrased that way because he had lived there when the first developer of that neighborhood owned it, but they went bankrupt and my developer took over. It's the same HOA, but we didn't know that at that time. Anyway, I told him that I didn't see anything in the paperwork provided to me regarding chickens and that was that. Until the next day, scumbag Steve comes over with a loaf of bread from his mother's bakery that he occasionally helps at and is making small talk when he brings up the chickens again. This time, he's only talking to my wife about it, but he again brings up that his HOA doesn't allow it and he was bummed about that. That's where the story should have ended. Maybe about a week later or so, I got a letter from the HOA. It has come to our attention that you have chickens on your property, per bylaw X, that is not allowed, and you have 30 days to remove them from your property. I was perplexed. How on earth did they find out about them? And why was I not provided with a copy of the HOA bylaws when I signed the contract for my house? The day after receiving the letter, my wife and I are on our way home from some errands when another neighbor that we're friendly with flags us down and tells us, I don't know if you know, but scumbag Steve went up to your fence and was taking pictures of your backyard. For context, there was an empty lot between scumbag Steve's house and ours, but that finally clicked for us. Scumbag Steve freaking reported us to the HOA. Me being me, I'm not going to take this sitting down. I'm going to fight this. Some BS HOA, which is the developer's maintenance corporation, isn't going to tell me what I can or can't do on my property. Spoiler alert, they did indeed tell me what I couldn't do. Through a bunch of back and forth with the HOA, I get a copy of the bylaws and I start picking through them with a fine tooth comb. I found out that someone had sent in seven pages worth of pictures of all the infractions of the HOA rules, including the picture of my coop. 
I should also mention that I was in hot water with the HOA when I had our fence installed because it wasn't a split rail fence with chicken wire, so it didn't match the aesthetic the developer wanted for the neighborhood. They never said another thing about it though, and I ended up being the catalyst for everyone else doing whatever they wanted with fences. Also, since I'm being petty, literally any fence that is white vinyl is technically against the HOA bylaws as it states that they can only be split rail, a maximum of 5 feet, and made of wood. But here's finally where the petty revenge comes in. You see, scumbag Steve has an area of his backyard that is blocked off by some wood privacy fencing that is not split rail and much taller than the 5 foot maximum. Oh, and there's some unsightly plant growth that's outside the HOA guidelines regarding the plants you can have on your property? Well, I think it's time the HOA hears about these gross infractions of their bylaws, seeing how we're all trying to do the right thing and follow the rules. So I snapped a couple pictures of the privacy fence, the eyesore plants, and the static line he has for his dog in the front yard. I felt a little bad for the dog initially, but he'd leave her out for hours and she'd run into the street at cars driving by, since the static line was long enough for her to get her whole body past the curb. I can't tell you how many almost heart attacks I had because I thought I was about to run over a dog. Well, I can tell you that probably about a week or so later, scumbag Steve got his nasty gram from the HOA, informing him that he needed to move the static line and remove the privacy fence because I watched with absolute glee as he removed his privacy fence. I mean, if you're going to be the renowned code caller in your neighborhood, chances are, if you do anything to violate those very laws you're trying to keep a watch for, people are going to turn on you and try to get you in trouble just as much as you are everybody else. I fully endorse OP's payback. This next story is, ex-friend treats me like crap, loses his event pass. This is a petty revenge between me and my now ex-friend of mine. For the purposes of the story, he's a male a few years younger than me, but we're both in our 30s. I'm just going to call the event, Event, because I don't want any negativity towards said event, because I love it. Ex-friend is the kind of guy who sleeps with as many women as humanly possible, and if they're married or otherwise taken, the better, is incapable of talking about anything other than sex and spends all of his time at clubs, drinking, and doing drugs. He wasn't like that when I met him, which is the only reason we were friends at the time. Fast forward to about a little over a year ago, we both go to this event. Hotel accommodations were made, but he freaked me over with them because I was the only female he's ever known that he hasn't had sex with, and that makes it uncool. He can't have me meeting his male friends, so he gave my spot to his most recently acquired sex friend. To top matters, after I made my own last minute accommodations, I saw him at event and tried to say hi. He was with a few of his male friends. He immediately told me to freak off and stop bothering him, and I was so dang clingy and meaty. I saw him in person. Me- Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
maybe two times a year and texted him on the phone maybe less than once a month for a couple of minutes. This of course made all of his male friends laugh. Later, during event, I found him by himself and I approached him and told him it was not cool what he did in front of his friends. I understood that I was a responsible woman, unlike his other female sex partners, and that maybe he felt he had to present himself in a certain way in front of his friends, but I expected an apology. Maybe I was out of line, maybe I wasn't, but that wasn't the first time he treated me like this, and we were already on edge. He basically told me to bugger off because he didn't have time to listen to my whiny little bench complaints, and that I needed to get over him. That was the last time I saw him at event, didn't talk to him for a year. Now fast forward again to event version 2023. Now I work security at event, lo and behold he shows up with all of his friends. I hadn't even thought about it but the opportunity was right there. I charged him with harassment, unruly behavior, and carrying open alcohol in an area where it wasn't allowed. Okay, so he hadn't actually done those things in front of me that year, but I'd seen him do them multiple times in previous years, and I'd seen him get warned by security in previous years. Once, he even posted on social media how they got kicked out of their hotel for their behavior, but they stayed for event and just drove each day, four-day event. His event ticket was immediately revoked before he even got in. Since he had already redeemed it, however, he was not refunded. As I assume he was staying in a hotel with his friends as well, he didn't get that refund either because the hotel was still used. That means he was out several hundred dollars and missed the entire weekend. What he doesn't know is that I will be working security as well next year, and probably the year after that, and the year after that, and the year after that. Basically, this guy should assume to be blacklisted for the near future from whatever event's going on. Which, hey, for a guy like him, maybe OP's doing their part to prevent the spread of disease. Our next story is Uno Reverse to a Threat. I managed a cell phone store for a couple years. The leadership was toxic. Constant threats of write-ups, email blasts to the whole company of your failures, constant belittling in front of my employees, etc. This and the many, many ignorant and entitled customers, one threatened to punch me in the face over a SIM card replacement, caused my mental health to rapidly decline. Outside of work, my behavior became very self-destructive. I needed to get on medication for depression and anxiety, go to therapy and reflect in what was best for me. My territory manager was in my store one day and I informed him that I'll be giving my two weeks and why. He said, you're seriously leaving? Do you already have another job lined up? You might get a bonus soon. I said that I didn't have anything lined up and my happiness was starting to mean more to me than money. To which he responds, I can't believe this. I'm going to make this the worst two weeks of your life. To which I replied, actually, I'm going to make it yours. I gathered my belongings and left. Never turned back and never felt better. They were understaffed and had no real prospects of management and no management at the other location in town. So I'm sure it was longer than two weeks for him. As long as OP still got paid, I was waiting for OP to say, oh, but they never paid me, but I just left it in the rear view. I just hope OP got paid for what they actually did work. Our next story is, two girls rolled their eyes at me at a restaurant while I was only trying to be nice. Fine, keep waiting then. I was having lunch at this restaurant last Sunday with my friend. All the other tables were occupied. Two girls appeared, but since it was packed and there were no empty tables, nor vacant seat, they just stood there awkwardly looking around waiting for some people to get up and leave. 
I told them we're almost finished, so they could have our table after we left. But instead of being thankful, they just threw me a dirty look and rolled their eyes as if I were trying to flirt with them. My face went red and I didn't know what to say. I was just trying to be nice. It wasn't as if I was trying to initiate a small talk with them or something. Then my embarrassment turned to anger. The least they could do was just nod their heads. Then I heard one of them said to the other, maybe they should just go to another restaurant. And her friend said no because it was the only Chinese restaurant in the vicinity of their place. And also because that guy, she pointed at me with her lips in a not so subtle way, was almost done. Fine. I raised my hand and called one of the waiters and told her we would like to have more drinks, which she brought out a few minutes later. My friend was trying so hard to stifle his laughter, I swear he broke a rib or two, while we very slowly ate the rest of our meal. The rude girls left quickly soon after. Somebody or something had to fail you in life to get to the point where somebody who is actually trying to be cordial in a situation like this is just such an inconvenience to you in your life that you cannot imagine anything else more insulting. I mean, just the, ah, fine, whatever type behavior. So entitled. Our next story is, if you don't like it, you can leave. Okay. I, 24-year-old female, lived in an apartment with my ex-fiance, male 28, we'll call him EF, for about four years. Due to us equally not being great to each other, the relationship did not last. We called off the engagement in September of 2022, but our lease didn't end until the following July. We agreed to live together until then. Fast forward to April 2023, I wake up on a Tuesday morning to get ready for work and find a ladies, we'll call her L, clothes in my bathroom. No big deal, EF and I were coexisting as roommates, just fine. So, there were no hard feelings about romantic guests on my end. The issues arose when EF explained that L would not be spending one night, but rather living with us for an undetermined amount of time. For context, EF has a bit of a savior complex, and L is in the business of being a damsel in distress. EF had rescued her from a situation that she made up because she caught feelings for him. I let them both know that I expected to split the bills one-third and EF did not like hearing this. He told me we would not be splitting one-third, but rather he and I would continue to split 50-50. I told him that wasn't going to work and his response was, if you don't like it, then you can leave. One thing EF didn't learn about me in the four years we were together. I will accomplish anything I set out to do. And with that one line, I was determined to leave. By divine intervention, or sheer luck, an opportunity came up on Facebook Marketplace for a room in my same neighborhood. I messaged the poster that next Thursday, and by Friday, I was moving my stuff in. When I told EF about my decision, he was floored. He didn't think I would actually move out that quickly. He tried to convince me to stay. I simply told him I didn't like it here anymore, so I was going to leave. That week, between L's arrival and my moving out was awful, and we both had become animals towards each other. It was so toxic, and although it was scary to leave the comfort of where I'd been, it was such a relief to leave all of the bad parts of that chapter behind in one swift action. Fast forward a couple of months, L got a part-time job and blew her paychecks on alcohol. EF despises alcohol for personal reasons, so I guess the romance died out quickly. L ended up calling the guy EF had initially saved her from and made EF the new bad guy. She left that night and never came back. EF kept me in the loop, we were still friends at this point, 
and I knew his situation was about to go to crap, so I wanted to be around to sip the tea. Apparently, EF had given L so much money that he could no longer afford rent. He had to move back with his parents after two months of my departure. Bonus pettiness. During the week that I was looking for another place, crap had gotten so bad. Like, I was still on his phone plan and he decided to cut my phone off without telling me first. The man loves video games more than air. So I figured the only way I could get his attention would be to change the Wi-Fi password. Light bulb moment. Why not make an effort and take the whole modem? So that's what I did. Yoink that bench from the wall and 10 minutes later, my phone turns back on. He texted me to bring the modem back and I told him I would as soon as he released my phone from his plan. Problem solved. Man, you gotta love the toxic breakup stage of a long-term relationship. There's nothing more miserable than a breakup when you're living with the person and you've got to just figure everything out. Sharing phone plans, internet bills, at least there was no like lease, OP could just move out. This next story is, blocked my parking spaces for months? Hope you like dog poop. 15 years ago, I was living in a very large and expensive city in what had once been the servants' quarters of an extremely large Victorian house. The whole house was broken up into apartments that progressively grew larger and nicer as you went up. I lived on the bottom floor with my then-significant other. After being there for about a year, we got a new upstairs neighbor, which ended up not being so great. Both S.O. and I worked in the hospitality industry and as a result kept late hours but tried to keep it respectful with the coming and going in the wee hours. Upstairs neighbor worked normal human hours, and when she wasn't working, she seemed to always be talking on speakerphone and pacing around in heels on the hardwood floors. I've had neighbors with much worse habits, so I basically tuned it out, but apparently our schedule was very inconvenient for her. Lots of complaints about the noise we made, hours we kept, about my dog, and kind of anything else you could imagine. The landlord mostly liked us, so it never went too far, but still annoying. We probably could have coexisted like that for years. But one night I got back from work and there was a strange station wagon parked diagonally across both of our alley parking spaces, making it impossible to park even one other car there. One of the perks of having the least impressive of all the building's apartments was two parking spaces that the landlord included with our lease. He was really good about keeping other tenants from parking there, and we really appreciated it since parking in the neighborhood was expensive and not easy to find around the building. Everyone in the building was very well aware those spots belonged to us. We had occasionally let other people in the building park there if we were going out of town, or if they didn't mind being blocked in, like if they were out of town but leaving their car. We mostly bike commuted, so usually both of our cars were there. But on this particular evening, we had both been using our vehicles. We figured someone had parked there on accident and would be back soon. But two hours later, the car was still there. So I called the landlord to see about getting it towed. The landlord showed up and told us it was our upstairs neighbor's car and that she had left the country for the next four months. He also refused to tow the car because she was a tenant and he had no actual spine. So for four freaking months we were going to have to pay to park two cars. And every single time I took my dog out for a walk or a poo, I had to walk right past her car. I was tempted to slash the tires, break the windshield, key the crap out of it, sugar in the gas tank, you name it, I thought about it. But I also don't want to get in any legal trouble and stack up even more bills on top of what was already going to be an expensive situation. So what to do? How to express my boundless rage without committing any actual crime? 
About three weeks in, I was out with my dog and while I was passing her dang car, I basically saw red. Before I even realized what I was doing, I was smearing the dog crap I just picked up all over her door handles, laughing like a lunatic. And I kind of felt better, so I just kept doing it. For almost three months, every single time I took my fairly large dog out to drop a deuce in the neighborhood, I rubbed all of it on that freaking station wagon. And I got pretty creative. Door handles, the grill, the windshield wipers, crevices around the windows and sunroof, all up in the side mirrors, cracks in the doors, the little gutters on the roof, the locks into the gap around the hood. If you can get into it without breaking in, I got to it and it was chock full of dog poop. And since my city was pretty famous for its precipitation, The excess was regularly rinsed off, which hid the absolutely incredible amount of poop that was all up in that car, while also helping a dog poop slurry get deep into those cracks and crevices. It was absolutely disgusting, and honestly, I felt pretty proud of myself. I wasn't there to see her get into the car for the first time, neither of us were, but I do know that I got home one night and the car was moved. She never spoke to us or even made eye contact with either of us ever again. But I did see the car with a for sale sign around the neighborhood for several months before she moved out. Does it make it better or worse if she assumed that maybe the neighbors themselves used their own, let's say, byproduct instead of the dogs? I mean, it's kind of funny to think about them even being in a situation where they have to hope and pray whether or not it belongs to a human or a dog. Either way, does that make it any better? I don't know why I'm going on about this. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.